0: chapter one the ministers of the new testament from the book the new testament ministry part two chapter one page nine day to this end he must be under the discipline of the holy spirit and be willing to be corrected in his life and ministry he must be open to any method of correction which god designed for him god will discipline his disciples in order to bring into being a perfect ministry for a perfect church. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptation, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing James chapter one verses two to four. Servants of God must be willing to be trained, corrected, and disciplined. By the older ministers whom god appoints over them we see many examples in the bible such as joshua samuel elisha timothy titus and other servants of god who were instructed corrected and disciplined by the older servants of god who were over them obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they must give account that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Point four, New Testament ministers must be willing to forsake their all for the sake of Christ and his kingdom. The commandment to forsake all is not given to a few select servants of God, as is sometimes, page 10, assumed the command of the master is for all of his disciples so likewise whosoever he be of you that forsake if not all that he hath he cannot be my disciple luke chapter 14 verse 33 the next chapter deals with this subject in detail showing the different aspects of the forsake all consecration in this same passage luke chapter 14 20, verse 26 to 33 in addition to the word forsake, Jesus uses another strong word, hate. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Luke chapter 14 verse 26. Many have been the attempts to interpret away the meaning of these words of Christ. But Christ and his word are one and the same. They are the same yesterday and today and forever. The word of the Lord liveth and abideth forever. The truth of the necessity of hating one's family ties can be more readily understood in the context of hating one's own life, of which the Bible has a great deal to say. The love of one's own life is one of the greatest obstacles to knowing Christ and certainly makes one incapable of serving him. To serve God and do his perfect will, Christ had to lay down his life as a sacrifice. The path remains the same for those who follow him today. Christ is the model servant of the Lord, the true high priest and minister of the sanctuary. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 2. Christ said, The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be has his master. Fear not them which kill the body. But are, page 11, not able to kill the soul. A man's foe shall be the they of his own household. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Matthew Chapter 10, verses 24, 28, 36 to 39. Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into the ditch? The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Luke chapter 6, verse 39 and 40. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. The message of the cross is central in the New Testament. It speaks of dying to self in order to live unto God and do his perfect will verily verily i say unto you except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone but if it die it bring forth much fruit he that loveth his life shall lose it and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal if any man serve me let him follow me and where i am there shall also my servant be if any man serve me him Will my Father honor? John chapter 12, verses 24 to 26. Hating one's own life speaks of deliverance from one's own will, that is, from self-love. Paul, speaking of his life in ministry, says, Neither, page 12, count I my life dear unto myself. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. The Lord Jesus loved the church more than his own life. Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. His disciples must also love the church more than their own lives and give themselves for it. Hating one's, own, hating one's father, mother, wife, and other members of one's own family is a continuation of the truth, of the same truth. It doesn't mean loathing the persons themselves. It means hating the physical relationship, the carnal ties. Jesus desired rather to establish spiritual relationships for his disciples with himself and with one another. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him, That told him, Who is my mother, and who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Matthew chapter 12 verses forty seven to fifty. He therefore desired that they should become dead to carnal attachments lest should such should impede their ministry. Paul said, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we are all dead, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Wherefore henceforth we know no man after the flesh. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses fourteen to sixteen. Amen.